Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, and I'm Jamie. And so I just want to say welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Last week, I posted my very first podcast, and today would be my second podcast. Today, I'm interviewing one of my friends. Her name is Jen Hatmaker. You probably know her. She's an author, a speaker. Um, what else does she do? She just recently, her family was on, is going to be, it comes out in July, an HGTV reality show about their house. We had a lot of fun. We talked about our supper club that we're in together. We talked about grocery shopping. She shared a couple of favorite recipes with you. We talked about their new show coming out on HGTV in July. We also talked about my social media fast, which I'm here to tell you as of today, I am on day five of fasting from social media. I have lots of good reasons that I've shared in the last podcast and in this podcast, and I'm sure that I'll continue to talk about it throughout the rest of the summer because it's that big of a deal. So I hope you enjoy it. I'd love it if you shared with your friends. I'd like to say a thank you to Kat Lee from Inspired to Action. She has endured many, many questions from me over the past two weeks about podcasting, and I will be sure I'll be asking a million more. I'd also like to say thank you to Carrie for commenting on the last post on my blog, and I'd like to just welcome you all here. I hope you enjoy it. I, the Happy Hour podcast is meant for you to feel like you're hanging out with a bunch of your girlfriends. So whether you're listening while you're folding laundry, driving to work, taking the kids to school, working out, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks a lot, friends, and I'll see you next week. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, Jen, I was thinking this morning when I texted you and said, hey, will you podcast with me today? When did we meet for the first time? Hmm. Hmm. I know. I mean, it was before your kids came home for sure. For sure. For was sure. It before was. my kids came home, they came home in 2010. Hmm. It had to have been. I mean, it had to have been. Wait a minute. I remember, I think I went to a show somewhere in town and you were there. Uh, this is an, this is a piece of information we need to figure out. I know we should have figured this out before. I do remember when you were writing seven. You do? Well, because remember I mentioned to you the other day, this was before you were blogging, and you would put snippets up on Facebook. Okay, wait, yeah. So I was trying to think, were we real-life friends there, or did I just know you through ministry here in Austin and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing? I can't remember. Well, and you know what? I do remember. When did you go get Amos in Miami? Uh, that was January of 2010. Yeah, I watched all that. Okay. I was like with you and like cheering you on. So we must have met in 2009, okay. right? We have so much crossover. Oh we have so gosh. many of the same people and this is our city and we do church here. I tell people all the time, uh, it, Austin is a, is a very eclectic city. Right. One of my, I love it so much. Me too. Um, but I do feel like if you do church here, you know everybody that does church here, which is right. Weird. Because no one does church here. I mean, like, <laughs> so we all four of us know each other. <laughs> right. It's a real small circle of trust. <laughs> we all know um, each other. Oh, uh, gosh, that's so funny. So funny. That's why I was talking online last year about um, the citywide series we did last year, uh, Believe God. Yes, I saw yeah. that everywhere. Yeah. I mean, good grief. It was like, it was over 350 churches. I mean. Here in Austin? Presbyterians, Methodists, the Baptists, the... 
non-denoms, everybody, everybody. And I just, I remember thinking I loved it. And at the time, and I was just talking about how, you know, all these 350 churches were doing the same seven, um, sermons in a row that, but I, I forgot how rare that was until everybody else started piping in going, what the world? Like, Right. We have never seen such unity in churches in one city. I'm like, oh, we have to bond together. There's like 12 of us. We got to stick together. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're in the city together and our little distinctions just don't matter as much here. But I forget that that's kind of rare. It is rare. Yeah. Okay, I have to take notice. No one else can see what I can see, but you're in your living room. I can see yeah. you because we're on Skype. Can you? And I have not seen your new house. Wait. For those well, you have. You have. I've but seen not it in finished. the making. Yes. For those of you that are listening and don't know, Jen and her family, I don't know how this happened. How uh, did this happen? Right? I, that, we keep asking that same question. HGTV, right? Right. We, um, uh, HGTV came to us last year, and one of the um, executives up there has been a reader for some time and just mm-hmm. said, hey, could we potentially develop a show with your family? And then we just died laughing. I mean, we just fell on the ground and died laughing. Um, because here's the deal. Stop right here. The okay. shows that people watch on TV with people's family, let's name yeah. them. Like John and Kate plus eight. Disaster. The, Dugger, disa- the Duggars. The Duggars. I don't even. Don't, bless it. No, I mean, bless. it's sweet. Okay. Uh, like the Kardashians. Right. Oh, my god. I mean, gosh. we're talking disaster. Did that come like, into your mind? Like Brett Michaels. Uh, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, it came into my mind. Of course, the first thing I think of is, uh, are they trying to turn us into like honey boo boo? That was my first <gasps> no, thing. I love like, honey boo boo. Well, you know that we have those kind of people in our family. <laughs> and so, I mean, a Remy Hatmaker could just be a one man show. Oh my so gosh. We vetted it real strong at the beginning and really thoroughly and exhaustively and sort of developed the show idea together. They didn't really have, they just said, what could we do together? And so we, got to be a part of sort of forming the whole concept and what it would look like. And I got to, I mean, now we're done with it. And so I can say it now on the other side of it. First of all, I can't wait for everybody to see it. Um, Second of all, (laughs) so fun. That's, this is the thing we got to the end of it and went, Oh, so fun. We had a blast. We loved our people. We loved our crew. Um, we love the network. It just, they were just a delight to work with. And, um, you know, we didn't spend time with anybody else more than we spent time with them for five solid months. They I were, remember. they all yep. they moved, moved to Austin for the duration of the show. And they were here every day. They loved our kids and our kids loved them. It was just a really, really fun process almost all the time, except for being cold and living in a house that was under renovation. That part, boo. I couldn't but, believe when I talked to you a couple of times this winter, it doesn't get cold here in Texas except for like right. five days. That's right. But during those five days, you had no heat. Well, and just recall what our winter was like this year. It, it was, like was the bad. Worst ever. It was, but we had ice. We had yeah. school closing. I mean, what do we, we say Minnesota? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what in the world? And so. everyone here in Texas just piss. I mean, if it's ice, <laughs> we're mad. We're like, dang it. We don't want ice. <laughs> Oh, we didn't have any, we had nothing to, we have no, we don't have coats. No. You know, we just, know. we're not, we were not equipped to deal with the cold winter, especially in a house with no heat. But, um, but anyway, it was really fun. And I think the show's going to be cute and, um, they are portraying us just kind of exactly how we are, which is, you know, straight comedy, have you seen but, um, pieces. Okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. I can't wait. Oh, anyways, it was really, really, really fun. And Brandon and I said, I think I told you this. I can't remember if I told y'all this. I meant to, um, that like a surprising upside of the show, which you're not going to hear this from many couples on TV 
is that it was so good for our marriage because we spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, I, I'm coming out of a season, as you know, of just, uh, unhealthy pace mm-hmm. of life and to no boundaries. And it, we, you know, our family really took a hit for it. Our marriage definitely did. We were struggling last year. And Brandon always swoops in and says, I feel like the show was just the best thing that could have ever happened to us. We spent almost every day working together and laughing together and laughing with our crew. And, um, and I just sort of felt like we emerged, like we're back, like we're back. Isn't that crazy? I'm so So, glad. Anyways. I'm so glad. Okay. We didn't even do a proper introduction. I'm guessing that people that are listening to this know one of us, but if Mm -hmm. you don't know, Jen, you, what do you do? You travel, you speak, you write, you're an author. Yeah, like all those things. She's an author, a oh. speaker, a reality TV star. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, uh, mom to five. Yeah, yeah. Friend of a, Jamie Ivy. Friends with friends of mine. We are in a supper club together, which is a blast. Like my favorite thing. It's happening. It's been going on for. We're in our third year. We're on our third year, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And what we do, because everybody, do you get questions about this? Because I do. I do a lot. So explain uh-huh. it because it is just, it's a joy. It's a joy. And it was your idea. It's your brainchild. It was my brainchild. I'm, I take full credit for that. And I like taking credit for that. <laughs> you should. Um, Jamie had these kind of unrelated friends. So we all knew the Ivies and we, we knew the Navars a little bit too, but didn't just anyway. Because they used to be here in uh-huh. the ministry. Yep, Hello. Exactly. They were the fourth ministry That's friend right. that we had. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and she just said, I think these four couples would all really, really like each other. And I mean, I, I can't believe we all said yes, but you just threw it out. Like, would you guys agree to like a supper club? We're going to do it once a month uh-huh. and you're going to, we're going to rotate houses and nobody knows each other. Like I remember on our first supper club having, I couldn't get everybody's name straight. Like that's how <laughs> much we didn't know each other. And Melissa was pregnant, way pregnant. Way pregnant. Like she could have birthed at the dinner. Yep, exactly. And I mean... That started a fun little crowd. I did not think that y'all would say yes. Not because I didn't think that y'all would want to hang out, but I just thought. They don't have time. You don't have the time or the bandwidth. You were, you newly had your kids home. Do you remember that? That's right. Right. We started in like October. And when did Ben come home? Uh, August. August. I remember those conversations. That was fresh there. And our other friends in the the aughts, they were in the process. That's right. And Melissa was about to have her fourth baby. So it was just, I mean, a, it was just a conglomerate of fun people. And I started it cause I thought, I thought, what are some friends of ours that we love to hang out with, but we don't get to see that often and we can do this once a month. Totally. It was so fun. And it, you nailed it. And it's so much fun. What's fun about our food, our supper club is a ton of things, but first of all, everybody's a foodie. Like when yes. people ask me, give me supper club rules. I feel like this is important. Everyone needs to care about food Yeah. because we're not putting together spaghetti and meatballs. Nope. I mean, we eat like kings. And if you and do so, bring spaghetti meatballs to the table, you better you better made that spaghetti by hand. Uh, I mean, you need the to have cow for the meat. Ground the yes. lamb. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's yeah. no, don't mess. Don't uh-uh. bring us that. Um, and so our supper club rules are, you know, it's when it's your turn. It's your house. First of all, we don't start till eight. I know that seems late, but we have like one hundred thousand children between the four yes, couples, mm-hmm. so we put them to bed. And, um, when it's your turn, you do all the cooking and all the cleaning. And to me, that's my favorite rule. It's the best. It really the is. the best. It is. The rest of us can bring nothing. We can't bring, we can bring wine. That's mm-hmm. the only that's thing it. we can bring. Mm-hmm. And so on those other three, you just sit there and you just, you just sit on a stool and you drink your wine. And the, 
Well, you know what? Brad and Aaron always jump in and sue chef, no matter who's cooking. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, the food is delicious. The company is the best. We've shut it down before. I mean, we've seen 2 a.m. What are we oh, in college? Exactly. <laughs> Those take like a three to four day recovery. I mean, it is crazy. Um, and it's just, I love it because it's a safe place. Totally. It's super safe. And it's just, it's just hilarious. Hilarious. And yeah. we just have all the, well, we're about to take our second supper club vacation together That's true. this summer because it's so fun. Almost mm-hmm. all of our kids have a match. I mean, we have a million, I think we, we have, have like what we eight have? second graders this year or something. That's right. I mean, it's, it's an ungodly amount of the same age kids. That's right. So, I mean, that means we don't have to hardly supervise. <laughs> we can just be like, Hey, work it out. There's a couple teenagers in the mix. They'll yes. figure it out for you. And we bring Fine. 18 iPads <laughs> and we say, go for it. Oh man, I can't It's wait. so fun. I always encourage so, people to do it. It really yep. is a lot of fun. So much. And I think, I wish we would have thought of this in the get-go. We could have a really, really awesome cookbook by now. We keep saying that. And you know, Melissa's documented every supper. We have pictures Photos. every mm-hmm. meal and every supper club after all this time. So I, let's hang on to it, Jamie, because we're going to stick that in our hip pocket. Yes. And it's going to be a thing. I'm this, here to tell you. You need to pitch this to HGTV because we could do a cooking show, Jen. I know. <laughs> I know we could. The funny thing is, hilarious. in each family, there's like a cook. So you do all yes. the cooking. Yes. And at my house, Aaron does all it's the Aaron. cooking. Yep. So, and Brad. Which, and Brad does all the cooking. And then I think oh. Melissa does all the cooking. She does. Although Nate's done some stuff. Yeah. I feel like he's just... Nate shares some of the duties, but there's one person who loves food the most in each right. marriage. Um, and so you're so lucky. How'd you figure out how to get a... Well, I am lucky, but let me tell you what's happening to my life this week. So this is where it it bites me in the butt. Aaron's gone for six days. And do you know, I always am like, I miss you a lot when you're gone. But do you know what I miss the most? Is I have to feed these children every single night. And I know what you're going to feed him because you say this every time he's out of town. Pasta. Pasta. And so we're all going to gain 15 pounds because we just eat pasta (laughs) because I can boil some pasta. I now have a new easy thing, which is baked potatoes. Oh, right. And then like load it up with the stuff. And I do that in the crock pot. Oh. And then we just kind of make your own little potato bar. Dude, that's smart. Um, that's about and you know, all I can do. You can, you can do you up some broccoli and dump the I like do broccoli cheesy the, broccoli on there. I do it in the oven yes. and bake it. It's awesome. The other day on Facebook, you posted a easy recipe for moms. What was it? The bread, the sandwich. Oh, that's what I do on grocery store day. You know, when you go to the grocery store and then by the end of it, you hate food. And you hate your uh, life and everything. I'm not, I don't want to yeah. cook. Yeah. I just spent two hours doing groceries. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I always do that on grocery store day where I get, like, ciabatta bread from the bakery mm-hmm. and, like, store-bought pesto. And I go to the deli and have them slice me up whatever I want. Ham and salami and pastrami and cheese. They'll do it all. They'll slice your cheese. They'll do everything. Uh, yes. And then layer it up. I always have some marinara in the freezer. I make it in like the you most, ha- you do like homemade and you I save do. it up. That's awesome. I portion it out and mm-hmm. save it. And that's it. Layer it up, stick it in the, like one big, huge sandwich, put it in the oven until it's all melty and delicious and crunch crusty. And then that's it. And the kids love it as if I spent a whole lot of time. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I just did? I made a sandwich. Right. So there you are. But it's Fine. different. I guess, you know, it's different than a sandwich. I know it. I just um, make Okay. Speaking of supper club, you told me something the other night that I hadn't stopped thinking about. What is it? So I told you I was doing the social media fast. I know. I started today. 
You did? I've been putting it off. Every single day I say tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Today's your day. And yes, uh, this weekend we went and floated down the river, a bunch of girlfriends, because that's what we nice. do in Texas is we just that's get in a tube and float down the river. And it was so fun. And what I noticed was that for three hours, you don't have your phone. You're in the river. Yeah, you can't. So for three hours, I didn't ha- I wasn't ever looking down, checking something. I wasn't um, like taking an awesome picture to show everybody that I was floating. I wasn't tweeting. I yes. love green Texas. I mean, it was just nothing. So good. And I thought this is awesome. And so the other night at Supper Club, when I was telling you about the social media uh-huh. fast, and you talked about because you did this in seven, yeah. which is one of your books, seven, where you fasted from seven different uh, things. You can yeah. explain it later. But what did that older woman tell you? You told me this oh, on right. Thursday, and I have not stopped thinking about it. Right? Um, you know, so here we are in our little fancy generation with all of our fancy social media and all of our accounts. And oh, our- my gosh. Our icon, what is it, the little picture called? Your uh, wow. little picture by your name on all of our accounts. Oh, yes. Your little icon. Uh-huh. Anyhow, so, you know, we just feel so like, look at us. We mm-hmm. are so self-evolved. Right. We are going to bow out of social media because that's how awesome we are. And it's going to be so hard, but we're going to endure because we're overcomers. We can do this. We can do this. I mean. I thought about that this morning. I wrote a post uh-huh. about it. And in the midst of it, I'm like. This is the dumbest thing I have ever written about. <laughs> well, which goes into your point. Yes. Uh, when, when seven came out, um, I don't, I was somewhere, I can't remember where I was, but an older lady, like a grandma, like our grandma, right. um, came up to me and she had read seven and she said, you know what you've described, right? With seven, like all of it. And I, I said, what is that? She's like, uh, we in my generation just called that living. Mm. Like that's just how we lived. Uh, we just ate food that was in season and we just, um, talked to people with our mouths and there wasn't technology and we didn't waste and we didn't have all the, there wasn't processed food. So we didn't, that wasn't even a thing. And, um, I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, here we are thinking, Look at me. Look at, I mean, we're really going to do something different. And she was like, 40 years ago, that was called living your life. Right. Um, And so what in the world, I mean, we're, it is a, we're in a weird generation that has just the trans, the change is like so monumental that we can't even remember that people used to just go into their garden and pull up some basil and eat it. Exactly. Um, And I know you, you relate to all these bandwagons. (laughs) You know, I mean, but here it is. I remember when Facebook first came out for the college kids, you could only get it if you were in college. And I thought that is so, I don't understand the point. And then when Twitter came out, I'm like 140 characters. That's it. I don't get it. Who's going to be on that? That's what I said. Who's doing this? Um, I said that about email. I said, (laughs) I I got my first email address in college. We had to have one like for your campus address. And I remember saying, this is the dumbest waste of time in my life. <laughs> Who's going to email me? No one even knows my email address. Right. Like, how would anyone even know what my email address exactly. is? Exactly. They're just, if they want me, they'll call me, mm-hmm. like, on my telephone plugged right. into the wall. Right. So we didn't have cell phones then either. And I mean, now you know what? It's talk, so... we talk about things, and I'm like, that's such an email conversation. Like, we just need to email <laughs> this. Why would I call you and tell you this? I just email you, and then life goes on. Or even better, text. Text me. Don't call text me. Text me. I can't oh my answer gosh. my phone. Just text me. I know. It's the worst. I, it's, it's so true. And you know, when I think about this all the time, it's kind of like your river revelation. I spend a lot of time at airports. Be jealous. Oh right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I see, at the airport, it's like a whole new world. I mean, I don't care what airport you're in. 
what country you're in in there. You look around, every single person is on their phone. Yeah. Every, it's all heads down at every gate. People are walking on the, I'm just like, this wasn't even a thing 10 years ago. And it's like changed an entire culture. It's, it's changed an entire generation. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And I think we don't even, we don't even know what will come of it. We don't know what, what the repercussions of this, you know, really are going to be and how it's going to affect our, us and our kids and relationships. I don't know, but it is strange. And I'm, hi, first in line. Uh, hello. I know. Um, I told you, talk to me about your fast. Like, I was, I was on a walk. Well, I started, this is where it all came from is that Aaron, my husband is in ministry and he's on a sabbatical right now, which is great. So on his sabbatical, he's completely off the grid from social media and he's loving it. And so since we have two people in our home with phones and all of a sudden you take one not looking at their phone all the time, mine is like heightened. Yeah. It's like he's trying to talk to me and I'm just like on my phone. Dude. And normally it would have been both of us. Right. So neither one of us would have cared. But now all of a sudden I'm the only one and I'm seeing it affect things. And so I decided, I said, I'm going to do this through the end of July. Okay. 11 weeks, people. That's long. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm already regretting it. And I just pushed publish <laughs> on that post like 20 minutes ago. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s, 
If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, so let me ask you this, because you're a writer. Exactly. And your community is online. Mm -hmm. I mean, which it's not all a bad thing. That's not all negative. That's just, you've developed this really great community. So how are you going to navigate that without any social media? Are you just going to kind of let it be on sabbatical too? Well, I, I had to weigh those options and I feel Mm -hmm. as though this is more important to me than that right now. Mm -hmm. So from like when I write a post, I can share it via Facebook without ever getting on Facebook. Oh, I see. And I can share okay. it via Twitter without ever getting on Twitter. I see. I have those things set up. So it may look like I'm online, uh-huh. but I won't be. But I, I still, you engage on those social medias yeah. with people that read your stuff. And so that's all going to stop. And I think for me, it was just like, I also was feeling like if someone talks about my writing online, I feel good. Right. And if someone doesn't, I wonder, wait, no one liked it? Yeah. And so I felt like this will be a good time for me to just to write to write. That's good. That's like really I'm not good. Writing to see what someone says about it. Yeah. I'm going to write to write. Oh, and so I think that's also coming into this fast as well, which will be good. We this shall is see. Be good. I, you know what? 11 weeks is no joke. For seven, we did it for four. And I really liked that month. That's what I did. So I really liked it. I mean, I did have this constant feeling like I was missing out on some stuff. Yes. And I didn't like that. And that never went away. Well, that's what um, I'm feeling like. How am I going to know if someone has their baby? Uh, if you get engaged? Uh, that's how we get our news. Hello. Exactly. Um, the draft uh, just happened. Hello. You know what I'm yes. saying? I figured that all that out on Facebook. Yeah. I suppose we could like, I don't know, watch the news. I don't really know how that works. We'll have to watch and <laughs> read a paper. I don't know. I don't, not sure about that, Let's but read some news online. Um, but gosh, I, are you, are you making your kid? Oh, your kids are too My little. Kids don't They're do not this. on social media. So, Cause yeah. But you it, did it with your family. We yeah. did. And, but we had no TV too. You're oh, not yeah, going that no, crazy. Are that. you? No, it's just no, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's nice. Yeah. So a little jealous. So, not jealous enough to do it, but jealous enough to think about it. No worries. Yeah. 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 It'll be good. It'll be, I, it's weird to say that it will be challenging, but it will, but it, it will. will be. I told Aaron yesterday we were on a walk and I, which was amazing that we just went for a walk. I mean, hello. <laughs> like how people used to live. I don't even remember? know what's happening in our life yeah. without Aaron working on Sundays. Um, oh, that's nice. But I told him, I was like, I feel like I don't even know how to be bored. Oh my gosh. That's like a good. I, if some, if something stops, I pick up my phone. Yep. If I'm at a stoplight, I pick up my phone. If I'm waiting on a meeting, I pick so up true. my phone. If anything's lull, I pick up a phone. Dude, that is a strong observation. And I see that absolutely 100% in me too, but also my kids. You know, oh, I've got teenagers. Yes. So they absolutely have no idea how to be bored. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
we, I could just, I could take their phones and smash them against the wall. When we go to a restaurant and we're sitting around the table and I look at the tops of three different heads while they're on their phone. I'm like, give me those phones. Uh We are for the love. For the love. I mean, I know. Oh God! It's something that we have to learn how to na- navigate because it is what it is, and it's 2014. So That's right. I mean, it's not, going backwards. it's not like I don't think that this is not saying social media is bad. Uh-uh. It's awesome. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it spreads just, news. It spreads it progress. It is great. Agreed. I just need a but. But the boundaries that we are going to have to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't have anybody to teach us what to do. No uh, one's ever done this new. before. Yeah, we're new. This yeah. social media. What is social media? Would you say like probably it's biggest, like probably groundswell has just really probably been in, would you say the last six years? I would say, I mean, I'm not saying I'm like got my touch on what's new and hip, but that's when it's been for me. Yeah. Me too. You know, um, there was my space, but that's right. That? I missed that. Yeah. I was, you know, as you know, I'm behind. <laughs> so my space like peaked and fell away before I even knew what was happening. Um, this is going to be interesting to hear what you write about this at the end of it. Yeah. Um, what you've learned and what you, what you keep. Cause I'll tell you, people always ask me, where are you now on seven? That's a, yeah. And a lot, I mean, a ton of the stuff that we did in seven stuck that became permanent that this is just now what we do. This is now what we care about. This is now what we don't do, but media and technology I'm backslid. I mean, that did not stick. Um, and so I, I wonder if I needed longer you know, to sort of develop some new muscle memory. I'm not sure. We'll, I'll, we'll I'm going to watch you. I'm going to watch you. See what you do. Well, here's something that I would have put on Twitter had I still been on it. See, that's another okay. thing. I'm like, what? I, have, uh-huh. I, I want to say something funny. Uh-huh. And you think in those little sound bites. You do. You think, oh, I, I'm going to put this on Facebook. I guess I'll just have to call my friends up and tell them. <laughs> 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 now I'll just text everybody something funny. Yeah. That's right. And just a few people. Yeah, exactly. Aaron told me this yesterday. He said that, uh, Caden said to him, that's my oldest. He's 10. He said, dad, did you know that butterflies made in the air and caterpillars made on land? And he said, what does it mean to mate dad? (laughs) Like he said, he was telling him about them mating and he said, what does that mean? I don't actually know what that means. I don't know what that means. Um, so my question to you is how your youngest is Remy and she's eight or nine. Eight. Have y'all talked about the talk? We have talked around the talk with okay. her. She is like innately curious. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to need to know sooner than yeah. others, sooner rather than later. Is and she the last one to know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't love the talk. So I know I'm supposed to be more self-actualized than that. And like, we're going to be great communicators and we do communicate, but I don't love it. Here's what I don't love. I would like to hear what Aaron said. I don't love the, the very initial talk. It's so embarrassing for the uh-huh. kids uh-huh. and it's so awkward and clunky. Now to me, like now that I have teens, it's easy to talk about sex because we're not talking about the mechanics of sex. We're talking about the repercussions of it and right. the emotional like underpinnings and, um, do you less have just, those conversations with yeah, totally. Gavin and Sydney? Okay. Yep. Um, and those to me come real easy and naturally, but that first, like, how is a baby made? <laughs> I, I want to just penis. slice my, oh my, gosh. my tongue out. Yes. I just, I do not. I'm like, that Brandon, take this one, please take it for the team. Okay. So we so do penis. things a little different around here is we start really young. Yes. I know about you. So we have With your books, we have these books that we have yeah. been reading to our kids since they're like five. Yes. Um, and so it's awkward, but here's what I found is that when you're reading these things to a five-year-old, 
It's awkward. Believe me. It's more awkward for me though. They just take that and hear it. Yeah. I mean, it's using the words, right? The P word, the V word, everything. Yes. And so, and there's pictures. I think I've shown you one of the pictures. I mean, they're just, it's awkward. It, it, some people think it's not right, but you know what? <laughs> I do think it's right. And I think once you sort of ripped the uh, scab it's, off there that it early, yes. it's fine. Cause then you've just worked that in uh-huh. from the beginning. Yes. It's harder when they're older. And so, uh, yeah. And then that just leads to like this random conversation about butterflies mating. I mean, yes. you know, we, Aaron just was telling him that it's the same thing as the other things we've talked about. Good. Crazy. Nice. Well done. I, so, I don't like it either. And I've actually had the conversation with all of my kids, boys too. Have you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And they hate it. Mm-hmm. They hate it. They, they wish they were dead mm-hmm. um, when we're doing that. But I want them to know that mom can be, uh, mom, you can talk to mom about this too. Yes, I agree. Boys, you're, you're not only stuck with your dad here on mm-hmm. sex talks. Um, I'm not, and we do our very best to act completely normal. Yes. Even if it's like a weird, a little bit of a tricky conversation. Right. Um, cause I, and you know what? I'm also a big fan of, um, my, my big kids at least have some other great adults in their life that I trust and they trust. I'm like, whoever, mm-hmm. whoever your youth leaders, yeah. um, my friends, yeah. uh, you know, we all kind of mother each other's kids, which is the best. Um, it's the best. Mm-hmm. And so for me, as long as they have some trustworthy people in their life, I'm not going to take it personally if they don't want to come to me first. That's um, good. And I'm not there yet. Cause my oldest is 10. Right. But I'm going to really have to fight that because I worry that I will take it personally. But I have seen Aaron is, does a fabulous job of mentoring these three guys in his life. And one of them, he's been mentoring since he was like 16. Wow. And he's now, you know, like 20 or whatever. Yeah. And so his parents have said all along, it is a joy to have someone that's telling our kid the same thing we're going to say. Totally. And there have been some times that he's gone to Aaron before his parents... And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh gosh, and we're friends with them. And I'm thinking, I hope that they don't get mad, but they trust him yep. and they trust that we're all on the same team. Absolutely. I just, I think there's much to the village mentality yeah. um, when it comes to raising our kids. We hope that they're always comfortable enough to come to us. Mm-hmm. They know that we're, no matter what they say, we're safe. Yeah. Um, but the truth is <sighs> your parents are lame. You know, sometimes you don't want to be talking to your parents about this stuff. Right. I, that's okay too, because mm-hmm. they're developing some independence. And so I know all the mentors in their life and I trust them so much. Um, and so if they go out that route, super, they took one off my plate. There you go. Um, and it'll eventually work its way back. They in. come back. We did they come back. Yep. Totally. I mean, I look we back at my parents and I would have never wanted to talk to my mom about this. Huh. But when I was 21, I did, you know, yep, exactly. and it was different. Totally true. Uh, um, good times. Okay. So that's not what book I'm reading right now, but what are you reading? Um, oh, we love to read reading. We love to read. I'm always rotating through, you and I have similar tastes. We love the memoir. Love it. Um, and I always am rotating through some humor books too, because it helps keep my, my funny sharp. Keep it normal. Like, I just like funny, you know, comedy is like a value to me. So I just read, um, <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's book, dad is fat. Okay. Totally someone told, does, is that, does he have another book? 
I don't know if he does. That's a good question. Okay, this well, is maybe the first the book one of someone his. told me about it. Someone told me about a book of his recently. Maybe that was it. It's that's as new as it is so funny. But we are huge Jim Gaffigan fans. Gavin and I, my 16-year-old, we listen to every Jim Gaffigan podcast. We took him to see Jim Gaffigan live for his 15th birthday. Like, oh, the we love comedy. So I love that's one of my favorite funny books, and I think I've made my feelings about Tina Fey clear. I mean, I've probably read Bossy Pants six times. Do you know that I have not read that book? Jamie. I know. The book I've read like that is Mindy Kaling's. Oh, yeah. I read hers too. Yeah, I read that last so summer, funny. but I still have not read Bossy Pants. Okay, That's a wait summer a read. I need to take that with me to the beach, don't I? Um, yes. Because I need a beach read, and that would be a good one. Oh, I just don't know if I can get over this. I, I mean, this is, that needs to be, shoot that to the top of your list right now. Okay. Done. Bring it to the beach. It's so funny. You can't read it in public. You'll laugh out loud. My favorite, um, you know, I love to read, um, I love to read food memoirs. I'm like, uh, that's my favorite subset of memoirs. Uh, my favorite food memoir that I read, I, th- I read this probably a year or two ago, but I've read it several times since, is um, Blood, Bones, and Butter. Have you read that? Weren't you reading a food memoir last summer when we were on I'm vacation? Always reading, I'm always reading a food memoir. I don't understand when you memoir. say food memoir. What do you mean by that? It's like written by a chef. Okay. Or okay. A, um, a culinary student. Okay. Or, you know, it's somebody in the food industry, be it restaurant or whatever it is, and they kind of tell their story. And it's just, it's fascinating to me. You know, my sister's a chef in New York. Yes. Um, in the West Village. And plus, I just love food. And so I just, anyway, I'm telling you, Blood, Bones, and Butter, it's uh, Gabrielle Hamilton. Okay. Oh, you would love her. All these are on my Kindle or I would loan them to you. Because you, now Kindle, one, you were reading one last year about, uh, what is it called when the person goes in to review the food? A food? Oh, yeah. Ruth Reich- Reichel. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, she was a food Ruth Reich- critic or something? Yeah. She's a food critic in New okay. York. Um, and then moved to L.A. I've read several of her books. She's, what, I mean, is there a better job in the world right. than eating at good restaurants? Oh it was gosh. really fun to read her book because ha- she was so well known and everybody would play up to her when she came in that... It took the, her book, I think it was, was it Tender at the Bone? I can't remember it, but went through all her disguises that she would wear when she'd go into restaurants. I mean, it was, it was really fascinating. Um, okay. Of course I've read David Sedaris's latest. Have you? Let's explore. You're going to be mad at me again. You have told me about him a hundred times and I have not read one of his books. I just don't know what to say right now. I just finally read my first Anne Lamott book this year, which you've been telling me to read forever. And I, I read Bird by Bird and it was... Uh Of course, everything and more. And now I need to go back and read that again. It's it's one that you. It's, I said I'm not a rereader. I do not reread books. Mm-hmm. I find that to be a waste of time. <laughs> I find it to be there's so many books to read. Why would you read one you've already read? Oh, that tears. does not make sense to me. Okay. But when I read Bird by Bird, I thought I will come back and read this again. Yes. Okay. It, because it's so instructive for those of you who are listening and don't know, Bird by Bird is a book for writers. Um, but if you've ever read Anne Lamott, it's in her like charming weird way that she writes. And so it's not just like a instructional book on writing. No, it's just not at all. Oh, it's so inspiring. And she just, she really helps you just get going. Uh-huh. Like just get going, just start writing. It'll be terrible. Who cares? Just uh, get started. Um, I do you read the, go ahead. What are you hearing? Rain? No, I am. I, no, I was going to read something from Anne Lamott for everybody, but I can't find my book, but go ahead. Do you, have you read any of the Bridget Jones books? No, like the movie? Yeah, they're so fun. Her latest one is Mad About the Boy, and it's just every bit as charming as you think it is. Um, if you like the movies, you'll love them. I mean, it's, that's it's the same thing. It's the same character. When do you do most of your reading? 
planes and airports. Okay. Which you spend a lot of time there. Yeah. That's, and I'm a super fast reader, like crazy fast. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, I just, I just put them down. Like it's my job. I think I'm a um, normal size, uh, reader. Like I don't feel like Aaron says he's a fast reader and I read a lot in the summer. Uh huh. A summer. Me too. When do you read at night? No. I mean, I will read sometimes during the day. I try to like be, use it as a discipline That's and good. tell myself that because I, I used to think, well, when you're reading, you're just kind of not being lazy, but you just don't have anything else to do. Uh-huh. But now I'm, no. I'm trying as like someone who's trying to be a, a writer. I look at yes. it differently. And I think you, you have to read. If you're you putting out read. words, you have to be taking words in. And so for me now, good. I try to read, sit outside for like 30 minutes a day and read. Oh, that's good. Uh, that is super good advice for whoever just heard her say that. Um, just being a reader makes you a better writer. Yeah. Taking in language and styles and words. And I learn a lot from good writers, just how they can turn a phrase and how they kind of lead the reader. Um, what are you reading? Um, okay. I'm going to tell you what I'm reading, but I'm going to read this Anne Lamont quote. For oh, good. You found it. Because I awesome. found it. Okay. So okay. She, this is the very last, literally the last chapter, literally the last three pages. Okay. And she says this. Stay with me, people, real quick, okay? She says this. Even if only the people in your writing group read your memoirs or stories or novel, even if you only wrote your story so that one day your children would know what life was like when you were a child and you knew the name of every dog in town, still, to have written your version is an honorable thing to have done. Against all odds, you have put it down on paper so that it won't be lost. And who knows? Maybe what you've written will help others, will be a small part of the solution. You don't even have to know how or in what way, but if you are writing the clearest, truest words you can find and doing the best you can to understand and communicate, this will shine on paper like its own little lighthouses. Mm. Here's the best sentence in the whole book. She says this, lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save. They just stand there shining. So good. I, it gives me chills reading that. Mm-hmm. It really does. Cause she's just like, write your words. Yeah. You're not you responsible for what people do with it or how they receive it or what uh, impact it makes. The only thing you're responsible for is writing your words. Do you feel like that is true? Is that a struggle as an author? Um, yes, only so much in that. I know that you feel the same way. It's just that we want our words to matter mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, and so that can overwhelm me. Um, sometimes thinking, oh, please don't let these words fall to the ground. Let them count. Let them mean something. Um, let them help someone. Let them move someone. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't get to do that. That's not my, that's not in my yard. Right. I mean, the only thing I can do is write the words. I love that. This is the kind of stuff, Anne you need to read more of her books. I know. I know. Gosh, that was really, really good. That's a great quote. I want to write that on the wall in my office. I love it so much. I don't have an office, but... If in I your had brand my, new house, you don't have an office. Well, it just oh yeah, we're gonna kids. have one out in the. I'm gonna make shed, one out of yeah. a out of a shed. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's not yet. It's okay. <laughs> That'll be the best office though, because it's not in the house. Oh my gosh, I, I mean, might you just literally live out there. will go to work. I will go to work. Yeah, sometimes it's um, hardest for me to write because I'm sitting at the dining room table uh, and there's dishes and the laundry is uh-uh. running and then something ha- and so I'm just like I need to go. Totally. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I, um, think that's probably the only way I'm going to get it done. It's, it's a ways away, but I'm, I'm about to write a new book mm-hmm. and it's due in September. Um, and so what that means, I tell Brandon, let me tell you what that means. That means the summer I have a job, like a, a real J-O-B. person, like a person who has a job. Yes. That's like what I am now. I like have a real job. Um, and so, uh, and the kids are home, right? So awesome. Right. Awesome. Uh, in the shed. 
I'm oh, going to write in the shed. happen this summer, the shed. I, I told Brandon it needs to happen today. Okay. okay. So um, if we just slap up a window unit in the shed and I just sit on a little camp chair, at go. least it's out of the house. Um, and so any house. Um, okay. One other series I want to mention before we move on okay. that I love. I know I've talked to you about this series. Um, it's Alan Bradley and he has all the, like the Flavia Deleuze books. Um, they are just the most charming, hilarious, interesting books you've ever read. His heroine in the book is an 11 year old girl. Mm -hmm. And this is like set in the fifties in England. And she has this pre, she's real, um, ornery. And just like this wild child and her mother is dead and she's in this big old rich house. Anyway, this is too long of a thing, but she loves poisons. I am not selling it well. It's so cute. And it's and a series. Yes. It's a series. And she ends up solving these murders, like in every book from these weird backwards ways. And it's like anyhow. party boys a little bit. <laughs> <I'm> some, <laughs> I just gave the worst description of a book of my life, but here's what I want to tell you that I did. Did I tell you this before? Um, cause I love his book so much. I think his most recent one just came out, um, speaking from among the bones. And when I first found him, I found Alan Bradley and he's old, like he's in his seventies and he just started writing Flavia books like in the last like couple of years. And I wrote him an email and I was like, I am so mad at you that you just started, um, that you just started writing yeah. these because how much more can you be expected to live? Right. Like you're only going to be able to write so many and then you're going to die. And well, you could have been doing this for 50 years and we could have had like a whole bookshelf of them. Um, so that's probably one of the weirder emails I've Did ever sent in my life. Back? I can't remember. I was just thinking, I'm sure I got a response back. I have like a sort of a memory, but I think it was kind of an auto response, but it's you fun know. to see that an author emailed an author. Cause you know, people <laughs> email you all the time. And so yeah. I'm like, Oh, Jen Hatmaker is emailing her favorite author. Telling him, please don't die. Please don't die on us. Before you, you can, can write this. some more books. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've ever done. Do you buy books or just Kindle? Uh, it depends. I like to read fiction on my Kindle because okay, I read so fast and they're cheaper. Yeah. Um, but when I have a book that I love the very most, I want to have the hard copy. So I have several books that I've bought on Kindle and then I ordered the book, especially yeah. if it's spiritual, uh -huh. because I'm a person who writes in the margins and underlines and Me puts too. notes. And so in that case, I don't like the features on Kindle. Do you, it's too much, it's too clunky. I used to a couple years ago or whenever it first came out, I was all Kindle. And then I'm like you, like I write in books, Yes. write them up, da, 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 um, which I need to go buy me a bird by bird. Oh, this is my copy. I thought this was yours. No, this is mine because I wrote in it. I don't have your copy. Uh, I gave um, my sister. Yeah. But I, I like to write in books. Yes. And I write notes on the sides, everything. Totally. Yeah. And plus, we like to loan books, me and you. Yes. And so that's a real bummer mm -hmm. that all my most recent books are in my Kindle. I used to be like a library for people. It's great. Um, and so now I can't really loan them out anymore. So anyhow, this is the world that we live in is how it is. But We're I still like books online. I know, but I like to hold a book in my yeah. hands. I have a friend that every time she gets a book, she puts her nose in it and smells it. <laughs> every time. I do too. Okay. I do too. I have a friend that does the same thing. That's so funny. Um, yeah. I just finished Wild that your friend Jamie loaned me. Yep. It was yeah. good, wasn't it? Fascinating. You know, it was really good. I tell you what, I was ready to, for her to be done. It was, it gave you anxiety. It did me. It just, I was just ready. It, it It's not that it was monotonous because every day huh. there was something new. I was just like, Okay, okay, get to the end. Yeah. yeah, to, yeah. You did it. But there's going to be a book out in the fall. But I recommend that book. It was really good. It's called um, Wild. And Cheryl yeah. Strayed, she hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, which I didn't even know about. Me neither. It's just this long trail from Mexico to Canada. 
I mean, why do people do, does that seem fun to you? That seems like torture. Absolutely not. I told you guys when we had lunch that day and we exchanged like 12 books among us that I could, I could not stop thinking for days about the state of her feet. Like she writes explicitly about how her feet were just like shredded. And I just cannot quit thinking about it. And I'm like, I can't read this book anymore thinking about your shredded feet. I'm just, take care of your feet. I mean, I I just, it was very stressful. I would have quit. Yes. Yes, I would have quit. In one point, I hope I'm not giving, in one point she loses a boot and walks in flip-flops. I just, I just can't know. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't have never started. I would have started walking east and found me a town. That's it. Going east until I see somebody. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, That's awesome. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, you know, are any of your kids readers? Yeah. And then we'll leave books. Caleb and Sydney are my big, big readers. Uh, I love that. Oh my gosh. He is an awesome reader. And I know it's a, it's a huge redeeming factor. Um, and so he gets, he reads these epic novels and he reads all the series, you know, the series that our boys like. Um, and, and then he wants to talk about them. So, you know, that makes me the happiest mother on earth. Me too. I read all the Percy Jackson series just so I could talk to Caden about them. Totally. I would have never read those books. Yep. But we could talk about it together. And that was just like, I love this. I'll read whatever you're reading. Totally. If we can talk about it. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. We did. I do the same thing. Um, it's so happy to have readers. I've, I've been and Gavin is just going to be a no on yeah. reading. Um, Remy might, she might find it. She might find the thread. She let, she'll put a stack of books and just start clicking through them. So that's good. Um, I'm hanging on for that one. Okay. So what are you, what are y'all watching on TV right now? Do y'all do American Idol? You know, I do. I just can't quit it. Did I you, do you do it as a family or is this like an indulgent for you? It's mainly me and Sydney. Okay. We're the last hanger oners. Okay. Um, we haven't watched American Idol in years. I'm talking yeah. years. years. And we started this year and we DVR it and it's like a family thing. We made it's a fun, bracket. I mean, yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, you did not. You made yeah. a bracket? Uh-huh. Everyone picked don't know that. who they thought would win. Who did you pick? Uh, Gina. Jenna. She's Gen- Gina. Gina. Not because I think she's amazing because I think she, that's what the thing is. I think she could win it. Is she still yeah. there? We're a couple behind. Yes. Okay. I mean, I absolutely agree. She's for sure. We think Alex is the best. Me too. We're the same. He's my still in. Yep. Okay. We're the last person we saw leave was Sam. So we don't know what's happened after that. Okay. The top three are who the top three should be. Um, Alex. Uh huh. Gina. Gina. Yep. And uh, the other boy. Caleb. Caleb. Okay. Yep. Um, I feel like America got it right. Thank you. Um, And when I saw that Harry Connick Jr. was a judge. I mean, he just, he's uh, a handsome thing. These are my favorite judges ever. Oh I yeah. They do think, great. I just love them together and I just think they're fantastic. So we have idol. Um, Brandon and I are watching house of cards. We we've heard about it. We haven't done it. It's on Netflix, right? I think, I don't really know. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fascinating. You know, it's, you're looking behind the curtain of the presidency and it's just, it's seedy and it's smarmy and you're pretty sure that's how it really is. And that makes um, you sick. It makes you so sad. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I mean, Kevin Spacey is love just him. the best. Yes. He is the best. So we're watching that a little bit. Um, we've got a little bit of smut in that we are still watching. Um, oh, dang it. I can't believe I'm going to admit this. Game of Thrones. Okay. I've never seen yeah. it, but I have heard it's awesome. But I heard it's, it's smutty too. 
it can be smutty. There's times where it's like avert your eyes. Yes. Um, uh, but the, the concept and the care, it's just so interesting and there's yeah. nothing like it on TV. It's so, so, so interesting. Um, and then my favorite comedy shows that I'll never miss ever, ever. I'll never miss them are new girl in the Mindy project faves. I've never seen either one of these. I'm not, I know. <laughs> are we friends? I can't believe that. You love funny. I know. But you know, the thing is, I don't watch a lot of TV. It's not my go-to. Uh-huh. Now, well, I mean, I say that, but yet I will today or tonight when Aaron's out of town, I'll watch Scandal. three episodes of Friday Night Lights because I'm behind. Oh. I'm just now doing this train of Friday Night Lights. Oh, bless. Which all my friends cannot believe I never watched this before. That's in your wheelhouse. It's exactly. I just started season five and I literally am addicted. Totally. We watch that straight through. Yeah. Straight through. Yeah. Um, you love, you watch scandal. Oh, I love, we love us in scandal. Uh-huh. Now this season, I was like, not the biggest fan, but I'm, it's going to redeem itself. I'm sure. But we, do you watch scandal? No. Okay. Yeah. We're scandal fans. Yeah. Everybody is that show like really hit. That's really all I have. You know what? I guess I'm not a huge TV watcher. Um, we DVR a couple we of We DVR shows, everything. I guess so I don't watch really- nothing live. I can't think of anything else we watch. And we um, do TV this way. I don't know if y'all are like this. Like we DVR everything. Watching something live is just who does that. And then we'll binge. I, like oh, on a right. Saturday afternoon, we'll yes. watch three American Idols with the kids or totally. whatever, you know. Yes. You we know, binge too. I, go ahead. No, no, no. Go. No, it's about the last thing I saw on Twitter today since you know oh. I'm off. It was my last yeah. thing. Right. They said that the median ages for Idol is 52. What? That it's gone up. You, isn't that weird for a viewer? Yeah. I'm shocked by that. I'm very shocked. Because it seems like the way people vote, it skews to a young voter. A teeny bopper thing. A teen, because mm-hmm. they pick boys almost every time. It seems, seems to me like a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they pick kind of these grungy boys like Philip Phillips every time. That's almost always the winner. Have you ever um, voted? I, I voted, you know what, isn't that sad that I'm not a voter and I'm a fan? I've never voted either. So I, we thing. voted early in the seasons, but I just, you know what, My, I just can only go so far. I know, I'm just... Um, but I'm so surprised by that. Um, I would have definitely thought it would have been younger. What was I just going to tell you? Um, I forgot. I know. Uh, just whatever. It wasn't important. It was, or here we're talking about our shows. I mean, yes. so how, Oh, I was going to tell you this. Cause you would love, 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 love this with your voice. Um, we binge watch cause we're late to it. Um, psych. Do you know what that is? It's like no. a funny, quirky little show on USA network that my kids and, could watch. Oh, totally. I mean, psych. it's like, okay. It's these two partners that solve crimes, but it's really funny. And one of them's just, he pretends to be psychic, but he's really just intuitive. Uh-huh. And so he can just, and they're hilarious. And the dialogue is hilarious. It's super G rated. Okay. Um, I'm going to have so, to note this down. Note it down. Psych. Or like, we'll watch it for eight hours. On Cause time. I love finding stuff that we can watch with our kids. Like yes. that's not kids like Jesse. We've yeah. seen every single one and I can name hey, the Jessie. song. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Seems oh my gosh. like a party every Word. Yes. And I she's mean, so cute and it's funny, but I don't want to watch it. Ugh. So that's good. I'm going to note that down. It's something I can watch. Uh-huh. And it, it skews boy. So I think your boys will love it and they'll pick up on the funny dialogue. They're old enough for it. It's really cute. That's funny. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I can't do Disney anymore. I'm a grown woman and I don't yeah. want to watch Jesse. No, I can't do Jesse anymore. I just, <laughs> I just, I, the overacting, I just can't handle it. Plus she's all cute. these kids are going to fall off the deep end in six years when exactly. they turn like 19, mm-hmm. um, and try uh. to break away from their image. Mm. So anyhow, yes, I'm feeling you on that. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Okay, last thing I want to know. You, well, okay. you already told me this summer you're writing a book. I did. So, I am. are y'all doing anything else fun? We're vacationing with you. Yes. Um, to the beach. Our littles have never been to the beach, so they're outside of their minds. Um, oh, it's going to be so fun. You know what I'm worried about? Let's dog ear this for a future conversation, but I'm worried about sand and all their hair. Like, well, I'll tell you this much. Uh-huh. You need to have Remy's hair and some braids. No doubt. Because it cannot be free. <clears throat> Do you put a cap on Story's hair? Because I've heard that getting sand in their hair is as bad as getting lice. Um, we need to ask people, we need to ask people, if you're listening to this and you are black huh. or you have black huh. children, we need to know, because I don't know the answer huh. to that. I do know this. If we go to a playground, I tell a story, she will have to leave if she gets yes. in a sandbox. That's right. Porch. I mean, I don't know if this, I'm scarring her for life, but we can't do sandboxes. That's she my did point. It once when she first came home, played in a sandbox and I literally had to get the tube of the vacuum. <gasps> Just get the sand out. It, it, it was not coming out. I mean, it was disastrous and scarring for everybody involved. See, that is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I had not thought about that until just this moment. I'm just thinking we can solve it with a swim cap, right? Uh, Oh yeah. I'm going to ask Gwen, my hair lady. Yes, exactly. Up at, we go to the same place as you know. (laughs) I'm going to ask Gwen and Star. Yes, Gwen and Star will tell us what to do. I, we don't want to be picking up sand out of their hair with tweezers. No, Let's make this fun. four days of too much. Um, that's our only family vacation this summer. Um, the kids are super busy. They're all going to their camps and doing their things, and they're really funneling down into the kind of camps that they love, like photography and outdoorsmanship and all these like really fun things. Jimmy, Remy's doing gymnastics. and um, I'm going to um, Rwanda. I know so about that. So that's fun. A big, that's a big... Yes, Boom. And then, you know, what else is happening, which, you know, and you're such a sweet, fun supporter of it is, um, we are re-releasing interrupted this summer in July with a bunch of updated content. And this is my favorite book that I ever wrote that nobody read. And so it really kind of came right before seven. So like whatever sort of spiritual movement would have moved me into a seven like place, that's the story of interrupted, like interrupted was like tilled up the ground spiritually for that. So that is coming out in July. Um, and the show comes out July 24th, July 24th, so, set your DVRs people. What's it called? My big family renovation. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's cute. It's really, really cute. So all that happens like in the same two weeks, interrupted re-releases and the show airs and I go to Rwanda. So that's a little bit of a crazy, crazy. little tear right there. Let me just, I've told you this personally a million times, but just if you're listening, if you have never read one of Jen's books interrupted. I mean, I've only read three of your books. I don't Mm -hmm. know how many you have, but interrupted is by far, it's one of the top books I ever read. I read it in a season, the same season I read Shane Claiborne's book. Um, a bunch of other books that were really challenging to me and eye opening. And I think that's where you wrote that out of is that it was, you were, were in that same season of 
what is this life that we're doing and all that kind of stuff. And so it's by far my favorite book you've ever written. Thank you. I, I could reread uh, that one. And you know, I don't reread books. That is a good point. I mean, that's praise from Caesar right there. I wish you would reconsider your rereading policy. <laughs> I am a rereader like crazy, <sighs> like a crazy person. Um, I, when I tell you I've read Tina Fey's book probably six times, that is no joke. But here's when I, when it, here's what you want to save though. the space for a new book. I get what you're you saying. You just listed 15 books that you recommend yes. to me. Yes. I don't have time to reread a book. I see what you're saying. You know what? Here's what it is. It's when you want to just reread a book that you don't you have a lot of emotion to invest in it. You just, okay. you know what? I just, I want to read some of this because I know I'm going to laugh so hard because it's, I was funny the first time. It's going to be funny the second right. time. Um, and so, cause sometimes you're reading a book and you just need to be like super focused. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to pick a book up and read three more chapters. And some people tell me with books like Harry Potter is that they get new stuff out of it. True. Which I've never read True. any of those books, but the, either the, has Caden. Nope. He hasn't. Uh-huh. I mean, I'll read, we'll read them with him if he wants to. He hasn't expressed an interest. I think he's about getting to the time. I mean, I he's just 10. Yep. Um, they intimidate me a little bit. Big books intimidate me. It's oh my just, gosh. Like, like I just big. got our book club just did the goldfinch. I started reading that. What do you think of it? Oh, I didn't start it. I got it in the mail. It's 800 pages. And I thought, Oh my yeah, gosh. So not that I can't read a book that long. It's super intimidating when I feel like the amount of time I get to read each day is so slim that I feel like I would be reading that through August is what it makes me feel like. So it gives me anxiety that I'll only be reading one book for three months. And that stresses me out. I get that actually. Do you Uh, like it? Because I've heard way mixed reviews. You know what? I literally just pulled it up on my Kindle. I can't, I see on my Kindle that I have read 13% of it and I can't remember it. That's a bad thing. So I started... I started and didn't finish, and I can't remember. Can you tell me what it's about real quick? Oh, like, I don't know. Start, I have oh, you, you know nothing. I know nothing. Okay. All right. I know um, The fact that I did not come home and just tear it up to finish it tells me some, that maybe I didn't. it didn't yeah. sink in as much as I was hoping. But It may be go to half-price books for me because I did buy that hard copy. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I mean, I have to be super compelled to buy hard copy. I know. Me too. Um, anyhow, yeah. Jen... So fun to have you on today. Fun. You are my second podcast. Woo! It was fun. We'll have to do this again. It's too easy. One more thing. I just had a question I was going to ask you. When you said Interrupt is being re-released, what does yes. that look like in a nutshell? In a nutshell, it's coming out with a different publisher Okay, um, who kind of came in and said, we think this book should get a, a strong second life, Okay, um, which is awesome. That's great. Super, super, super. So it has a new cover. Um, Brandon and I both wrote new forwards. And then I went through and just did a lot of revising and editing. I wrote it in the thick of a lot of spiritual upheaval. And now six years, well, five years later... I feel like I've got a stronger perspective to lend to it at this point. So I can kind of go back in and say, Oh, that was arrogant or like, Oh, that I didn't really know what I was talking about. Um, or this is actually how that bore out and I could lend more credibility to it. So it's a stronger book now than it was when I first wrote it. Um, the cover design is super cool and it's coming out with Tyndale. So, um, July something. Awesome. Yeah, I know it. Anyway, thank you. Hey. hey, have a good day. Well, enjoy your Monday. We're recording Thank this on you. a Monday, and we've already said that Mondays are one of our favorite days. Best. I mean, this is the best I am in the week. Everything is downhill from here. Monday's a big catch-up day for me. Same. I just got to get a bunch of stuff done, and yep. then we move on. Totally. And then I take them all off my list, and then I'm awesome again. Like, and then you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm grocery shopping today, so I may be making those sandwiches for my kids tonight that you mentioned. Sandwiches. Or Don't forget 
Don't forget. <laughs> also, with some canned spaghetti sauce is about the best I can do when I'm solo parenting. So, cut up some grapes. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, friend. Jen, Have a good thank day. You. Have a great day. Bye. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.